Welcome to Matlana is brought to you by Winview Games. I know a lot of you guys have played a lot of DFS and made wagers against the house. And sure, sometimes you win, but probably more than not, you end up losing. Well, I want to introduce you to a new app called Winview. It's truly the most winnable way to play. New users actually win 50% of the time. It's that easy to win cash. All you need to do is answer yes, no questions before the game and even during it to win. So, yes, they have live and pregame contests. You can play for free or real money against folks that you're smarter than. And you can play your first $100 risk-free, so there's no reason not to try it now. Use my link. It's winviewgames.com slash Matt. That's winviewgames.com slash Matt. Get there now. If you're an iOS user, that link will take you directly to the App Store. It's a no-brainer. winviewgames.com slash Matt for winview. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. You. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, we get a chance this week on Welcome to Atlanta to talk some baseball. In fact, we're going to call this episode talking baseball not very creative i know but let me bring in a friend of the show grant mccauley you can catch him on his podcast at from the diamond also talking chop battery power he's all over the place because again grant loves talking baseball and we appreciate him taking some time to talk to us all right grant here's where i want to start today now i assume the uh baseball lockout's not going to end before this episode drops because well those two sides hate each other but give the layman description of what these two sides are fighting over and I don't know how close or how far away they might be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have enough time to get into the acrid history between these two sides, but basically we got a lot of posturing going on over some things that I think really are holdovers from the last collective bargaining agreement where I felt like the players may have stipulated too much, and now they find themselves in a place where they're trying to make major headway on things that probably should have been taken care of or at least moved towards about five years ago. I remember talking to people around baseball when they did the CBA, I believe it was in 2016, and they, the, the ownership side of everything basically said, hey, the players really want to concentrate on kind of sidebar issues and creature comforts and things like that. They really kind of missed the boat on some major things. And now we're turning around and trying to solve problems like competitive balance, like dealing with where the luxury tax money is going to go, dealing with the free agency and the way that younger players want to get 
get there sooner, what service time is being manipulated. All of those kind of things are not going to be solved overnight. So you've got two sides that don't want to give a lot, but I think need to come to the realization that this ain't 1995 or 1981 anymore. There is a lot more front-facing public animosity towards the idea of a billion-dollar industry shutting down because they can't figure out how to play the game. So I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think, motivation for both sides to get this thing done and make sure that even if you sacrifice some exhibition games in the spring, that you don't take a bite out of the April schedule because I do feel like that would kind of put baseball behind where it needs to be. And for us in Atlanta, we'd kind of like to get to the business of maybe celebrating that World Series championship with a big ring presentation on opening day. At least I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think we all are. So from the things that we would see on the field, because I've said on the radio, like, I'm not going to get into the back and forth of the money stuff on either side. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't root for either side. I just want to know when it's done. But when the fan tunes in to watch the game, from Universal DH to any of the extra inning yeah. rules or anything else, what will they notice if the CBA is completed? And, and what's your best guess on what they're, try, they're going to try to fix there? I think a couple of the things, the players want that DH, I believe, and that's something that's certainly going to be on the table, going to be talked about. But the owners want this expanded playoff format because more playoffs, of course, means more revenue at a time in which the interest of the sport really can't get any higher. So those are a couple of things that jump out to me immediately that would be focused on and things that the two sides are going to have to find a way to really bridge the gap and give a little bit on either side to make their goals come because they can argue about the money and the systems for which the money goes through and how it gets to players at certain ages and all of that stuff and we could put everybody to sleep with that but expanded playoffs is something that the owners liked in 2020 and I think they want to see it again as for the DH I think the players clearly would love to have what uh, 15 more full-time jobs for National League teams to have a DH that's a more opportunity to earn and build a career and hey if you're David Ortiz or Edgar Martinez you can end up in Cooperstown that way um, those are a couple of things that jump out to me immediately, but I think some of these rule changes, if I understand correctly, are already going to be kind of put to the side, and they'll continue moving that around as they need to over the coming years. So when they do get this done, uh, we know it's going to be a sprint from getting guys signed, roster completion, and then mm-hmm. getting onto the field. So let's focus on, as you said, looking ahead to the world champion, Braves trying to defend their title. First and foremost, everybody's going to focus on Freddie Freeman, quite obviously. Um, I, I've kind of sort of given up on having a gut because I've gone back and forth and rode that emotional roller coaster since yeah. last off season on what I thought would happen, and now I'm sort of out of answers. What do you think? I still think Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves makes too much sense not to happen. And I do think the Braves are going to make what I would term a competitive offer to Freddie. But it's a shame that it's kind of taken this long. But I can understand the Braves, I don't want to say trepidation because of just Freddie Freeman. But if you look at some of the other contracts that have been given out to 30-something-year-old first baseman over the last decade or so, not a lot of them have aged well. And I, I mean that with no slight to Freddie Freeman and, and really no pun intended, but whether it's Miguel Cabrera in Detroit, whether it's Albert Pujols in Los Angeles, Prince Fielder, who wasn't even able to finish his contract, Ryan Howard, a lot of different you know, big slugging first basemen who were fixtures of their team or, in Pujols' case, a chance to continue a Hall of Fame career in a new city. Those deals really didn't work out in terms of value on the field. And I think the Braves are probably cognizant of making 
making sure they don't rope themselves into a contract that could be detrimental because they're not going to go out and spend the kind of money that the Los Angeles Angels, the Los Angeles Dodgers, or some of these other teams will spend. So they're trying to make the right move. But the right move for me, if I'm the Braves, is making sure that your franchise player is able to be a part of a window of contention that should include some of his, I won't say prime, prime years, but he can still be a very good player, I think, for the next five seasons. So I really wouldn't have any reservations whatsoever in a five- to six-year contract. But I think Freddie is looking for that guaranteed six-year or beyond. And if not, then he's probably looking for the biggest annual average value that he can, and that's got to be approaching $30 million at this point. And that kind of circles us back to Pujols or Cabrera or Prince Fielder, whoever it may be. Those deals didn't go so well. A lot of folks have looked at Paul Goldschmidt's extension that he signed with the Cardinals a couple of years ago as the blueprint. I think you're going to have to go above that, but I don't think you have to start talking about $200 million territory at this point. But I also don't think there's a club out there ready to just simply fall all over themselves to pay him, or it probably would have happened right before the lockout. Folks, I want to introduce you to a new partner here at Welcome to Matlana. It's my friend Holly Ramey from Mickey Travels. A travel planner is a great friend to have. And if you're like me, we got winter break coming up in a couple of weeks and then spring break and then it's summer vacation. You could be planning that vacation of your dreams, but that's a stressful job. Finding the best deals, understanding all the new travel protocols, not easy. Well, getting in touch with Holly Ramey at Mickey Travels will make that process so much easier. Whether it's booking your next trip to Disney, checking out that all-new Disney Genie system, which is intimidating, or knowing the current protocols if you're traveling abroad. Whether it's a cruise vacation, a beach trip, the Caribbean, or Disney, Holly will help you do it all. She's a certified travel planner working for you, making the vacation planning process stress-free and hassle-free. And speaking of free, this is a 100% free concierge vacation planning service. You don't pay Holly a thing, and she plans the vacation of your dreams. Plus, Holly also knows where to find some of the best deals. You can end up saving money in the long run. My family's been working with her, and she's done a great job for us. She can do it for you. I want you to log on to the website. You can check her out at mickeytravels.com or directly get in touch with her at holly, H-O-L-L-Y, at mickeytravels.com. That's holly at mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y, travels.com. Free service. She'll have your back making that vacation of your dreams possible today. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar. Self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The DailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. The DailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. 
Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Yeah, I would agree. So if you start looking at the, the next um, you know, couple of things they need to get done, and we'll kind of cover these, but if I asked you veteran arm to add to the staff, bringing back yeah. one of the free agent outfielders that were brought in at the trade deadline or something else, what do you think Alex's next priority is? I think rotation would probably be the smart play. But, I mean, you've known Alex for a number of years now, too, and watched the way that he operates. He doesn't have a list that goes from, well, I'm only focused on this, and then when I'm done with that, I'll go here, here, or here. He really just puts everything out on the table, and they work the whole problem while it's all sitting out there. So if it means signing a veteran catcher, boom, we've got Travis Darno. that's done. If it means signing the veteran uh, free agent starter, well, that's what he struck when the iron was hot last year or made that preemptive strike with Charlie Morton and to a lesser extent with Drew Smiley. But I, I could see him going that way just in terms of matter of importance, even though I feel like there's more than enough candidates for the fifth spot in the rotation. I, you just can't count on Mike Soroka being back at this point. It, it feels like a bonus if you get that kid back. So you've got to have a plan A for a fourth spot in the rotation behind Freed and Morton and Ian Anderson, of course. And I'm interested to see who they go with. There's a few good veterans out there. I know Zach Greinke has always kind of had an eye towards perhaps playing with the Braves. At least that's what I've heard. But at this point, we're not talking about prime Zach Greinke either. But he still could be a nice addition, and he is a smart pitcher who could be around some younger arms and maybe be a benefit to the Braves in a lot of different ways in addition to when he takes the ball every fifth day. Do you believe there's anything to the Clayton Kershaw chase at all if he wanted to change the scenery, a one-year deal? Is that something he would consider or the Braves would be interested in? One-year deal would be, I think, ideal for him, but I'd also need to know health-wise where is he at and how confident are you with Clayton Kershaw because, again, he wasn't part of the Dodgers' postseason run because of injury. And if you look at Kershaw over the last five or so years, there's been a lot of injury questions around him, which I hate because he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in my life. But if you have a chance to add him and he's healthy, I like it. But if it blows up and looks like the Cole Hamill signing – I feel like the Braves would probably like to avoid that frustration. So maybe looking for somebody who's a bit of a sure thing, kind of like Charlie Morton was, although there are not a lot of Charlie Mortons floating around out there for one-year deals, that would be more the arm that I'd be looking at. A veteran, a proven guy, a contributor, a leader. Kershaw, he checks all those boxes, but the health makes me a little bit nervous. And Understandably so. So uh, let's pivot to the 
outfielders for a second here. We've all you know given our thoughts on what we like, which preference, what makes mm-hmm. more sense. If I said you had the the dollars to bring one of them back, be it you know Rosario, Soler, and I'll put Jock in here, but I don't know that Jock's in the same kind of a conversation. Which of those three would you want back? It's probably Soler because he's just such a masher, and I feel like he was so comfortable in Atlanta. And really, while a lot of folks will say, oh, yeah, he was figuring it out that last week or two in Kansas City, I think the change of scenery did a lot of good for Jorge Soler because then he was surrounded by an offense that could also turn what might have been a hot streak of a couple of weeks into consistent protection in the lineup, and he got to be featured at the top of the order. I mean, if you told me on opening day last year, hey, in, uh, in the end of July, maybe August, we're going to have Jorge Soler Lair leading off and Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be done, I would have been you know, wondering if the Braves were going to win 75 games. And that simply wasn't the case. I feel like this is, this is a guy that can hit 40-plus home runs. He's obviously hit big in the moment as well as we saw in the World Series with him winning that MVP. That's the guy I feel like, for me, I'd really want to focus on. But if you fall back and they're able to get Eddie Rosario back, that's an awfully nice plan B in that case. But the real question mark of all of this, and I don't know how much you want to get into it, is what in the world happens with Marcelo Zuna? Well, I do. And and that's, well, okay, there's where I want to go next on that, Grant, because you mentioned Solaire, which I have no problem. I'd love to have Solaire back. If I Mm -hmm. assume, and that's a dangerous thing, that Ozuna's back because of his money and they can't move him, like there's a lot of repetition in. Solaire's game and Ozuna. Ozuna more of a DH, but two big mashers. There's no problem with that. I wonder if you'd want to counter it a little bit if you assume Ozuna's back because Rosario, left-handed side of the plate, not a great fielder, but maybe a little better in left field. So I don't know if maybe if that is part of the reason to, to consider another route. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I feel like Rosario should be on the table as you consider all these things. But I think Alex Anthopoulos is a guy that's really, like I said, probably sitting there at a table with all the things laid out in front of him trying to figure out which ones of these pieces are going to work. And in connection with the other one, how do you link it all together? Because one other thing that we have to keep in mind in whatever Atlanta's outfield alignment is, A, you're hoping hoping to get Ronald Acuna Jr. back healthy as soon as you possibly can. Is it opening day? That'd be wonderful. Is it May the 1st? Probably a more likely scenario. Maybe later than that, though, because you don't want to rush him through his rehab. But at that point, I'm not looking to stick Ronald Acuna Jr. in center field anymore. Do you want to play Adam Duvall in center field on a regular basis? Are you going to give Christian Pache the true shot to say, okay, kid, we're going to send you out there and see if you're ready to do this thing? Because defensively, he is. Offensively, the questions are still there year over year. But Ronald Acuna Jr.'s health, what happens in center field? And then who's on the corners, whether it's Soler or Rosario? I think you leave Acuna in right field and, and just leave him alone. And then you've got to figure out if you want to bring back Marcelo Zuna, if you have to bring back Marcelo Zuna. That is going to be an uncomfortable set of conversations and a decision that ultimately the Braves will have to make because they owe him, what, about $50 million for the remainder of that multi-year deal he signed about a year ago. So let's. I like the way you talked about Acuna there. That let, let's, let's say May 1st, just for the sake of this, that Ronald's mm-hmm. back. They don't want to rush him. That month of April is kind of a good little workshop where, all right, Christian, we're going to play you in center. Yeah. I'm going to put Duvall in left. Um, well, I'll go with your plan here, Grant, that Soler's back. He's my starting right fielder for the opening month, and we'll figure it out as the month goes along. And then because Ozuna is tied to the, the, that money, you're not going to be able to move him. 
again, I'll use the word workshop to say, Christian, here's it's not a it's not a huge sample, but here's 30 games to go show me what you can do, and then we'll try to mix and match. To your point, Duvall can move back to center if need be. Like you can mix mm-hmm. and having too many, as we saw Grant a year ago. Like that's a great place to be. So maybe that month of April sort of works out that way. Yeah, I think it could be. And I remember around the trade deadline, a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads saying, all right, well, I get trading for an outfielder or two, but why did you bring in all of these guys? That's just an awful lot, isn't it? But as it turned out, each of them kind of had a different role to play. And I think the jock brought in a certain amount of swagger that the team sorely needed when you lose one of the best players in the game. Getting Duvall back, you're familiar with him, and obviously he provides a lift in the lineup. And then you had a couple of guys, one that you had to wait a month for Eddie Rosario to come in and make an impact with the bat, and he did that. And, of course, we've talked about Solaire quite a bit. I like this mix, and I like having you know more answers to the questions than having more questions than answers. And I think the Braves are very happy to be at that stage at this point. Who they decide to bring back and how many years can a World Series MVP command from other teams now in the case of Solaire? And if you have a full-time DH job in all the National League cities, Jorge Solaire becomes, I think, a whole lot more popular as a guy that you don't have to worry about defensively and could crank 45 home runs for you. So um, all of these may not be options for the Braves. They're going to have to make some difficult decisions. And I do feel like between Ronald Acuna Jr.'s injury and the question marks surrounding Marcelo Zuna in general, this is going to be a fascinating spring training and, of course, a fascinating April as well because that that's when they put out that roster and we start to get the answers to our questions about which way the Braves are going to go. Let me ask you about the rotation. Um, as it stands now, Morton coming off the broken leg. We, you know, cross fingers and toes, he heals, he'll be fine. Yep. Mixed with Freed and, and Ian. You and I are on the same page. I think they'll add a veteran piece to it. But as of now, that's not there. So let's look at those other couple of rotation spots. Are we throwing names at the wall? Again, Kyle Wright, here's your chance again. Kyle Muller, you're going to get the shot. Tukey will give you another shot. Um, like, you know, that, that same group of young guys. Uh, Davidson, I mean, is that what's going to kind of try to fight for at least one of those? Yeah, certainly for the fifth spot in the rotation. And I've off uh, for a long time. I've looked at Kyle Wright and thought, all right, clearly there have been some times with him where maybe it was a confidence issue, maybe it was a command issue, maybe it was a combination of the two, but I've also seen what he can offer and what he can do when things are going well. But what's long been, I don't want to say it's necessarily a criticism, but certainly fair to debate and question, is it doing these guys any good to keep bouncing them up and down between AAA and the majors over and over and over again? Because you can't expect consistency, can you? And that becomes my question with Kyle Wright. You spent a high first-round pick on this guy. He just showed you again in the World Series, hey, he might be an answer at the very least. You need to exhaust that possibility, and the fifth spot in the rotation for me is a really nice place to do it, at least for a while, unless he shows you, hey, I can't handle this job, and let's get the next man up. If that's the case, that's fine. But at some point, I just feel like you need to commit to some of these guys. They did it with Ian Anderson. That's really good to see. They did it with Soroka. Freed had to work his way out of the bullpen in 2019 into the rotation as a matter of necessity when the Braves started their rotation off that year with Kyle Wright and with Bryce Wilson and found both of them in the minors before April was over. 
I, I do feel like you need a, one more veteran arm to make a long story longer. But you do have options. But I, I wouldn't want to be auditioning different young arms to fill two spots in the rotation. I feel like that's a bridge too far if you're trying to build a championship club. Totally agree. Let me ask you about the bullpen, which is the hardest thing of any team to try to proje- uh, project year to year. And we all fall into these traps of, well, Matzik was dominant last year. It'll happen again. Mm-hmm. And Will found himself in the postseason. And Minter was great. But I think, Grant, all we have to do is look back to – April, May, June, where Will Smith was having, you know, scare after scare in the ninth inning, and A.J. got sent down, and Matzik took a minute to find himself. Really, only Luke was kind of rock solid beginning to end, so trying to figure that out, the names will be familiar, but trying to project is so hard. Yeah, it is, but I also feel like, you know, bullpens, there's going to be some volatility in that. You can't expect every guy out there, when you start talking about four, five, six different names, to be who they are every single year without there being any peaks and valleys. And and relievers are just as prone, I think, to a slump as a, a hitter could be. And in particular, it feels maybe more so like when you find a good pinch hitter, you like to keep him around because he just has a knack for coming into that spot and maybe having a clearly defined role. And I feel like that's where the Braves bullpen fell into finding itself as the season went on. Different guys had to do it on their own. And then collectively, they really just came together as a group that was ready to come in and get the outs, whether it was a sixth inning. Well, heck, some of them were coming into the third and fourth inning if it was a matter of necessity in the playoffs. But sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, I don't think they were too concerned about it. And while a lot of folks would say, well, why is Will Smith closing? He's the least of the arms you just mentioned in terms of pure stuff. But if you do have a guy who can at least get that job done at a high percentage of the time, whether or not you need to take some kind of medicine to manage your anxiety while you're watching him, it allows for all those other guys to get the big outs that get a lead to the ninth inning. And Smith, you know, whether it's a roller coaster or not, more times than not was able to get the job done for the Braves. So I like those guys. I would, of course, like to go out and see if there are some arms floating around when this lockout ends that you could add maybe another right-hander to that mix that could – you know, jump in there with Luke Jackson and have dynamic strikeout stuff because Matzek, Mentor, and to a lesser extent, Will Smith, that's three great lefties that you've got as far as options are concerned. But you want to balance that out, that bullpen a little bit. And I'd like to see maybe one more veteran arm added. And maybe Kirby Yates is that guy, but he's got a rehab. He's an all-star closer in his past. When will we see him? That's a good question, too. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The DailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. Hey, I'm Holly, a local business owner and busy mom of three. Look, I don't even remember the last time I took an uninterrupted shower. I definitely don't have time to shop for the best insurance rates. 
That's why I called The Rhodes Group. As an independent agency with relationships with multiple providers, they have the expertise I need to get the best coverage at the lowest rates. Check them out at roads-group.com. That's R-H-O-A-D-S-group.com. Folks, I'm not a great sleeper. I never have been. I need everything to be just right to get the best night's sleep possible. One of the things that I need to be just right is my pillow. And guess what? It's right now. Thanks to MyPillow.com, and I tried the MyPillow Premium. It's been a game changer for me. I went with the MyPillow Premium because I wanted the right neck support. I was tired of the old pillows going flat on me. And thanks to Mike Lindell, who invented the MyPillow product, which took over two years to develop because he wanted to make sure everything was perfect with the pillow that we all were going to need for the best night's sleep. Well, that's just one of the great products that MyPillow.com has available to you guys. And I want you to go to MyPillow.com right now. You can look for yourself and see the perfect pillow for you. But now Mike's changing the game with his six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely exorbitant, yet still providing you the soft feel and the look you want in your towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. But for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of just $39.99 with promo code MATT. Promo code M-A-T-T. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special to get this insanely low price of just $39.99. On the towel set, you'll find other deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter promo code MATT at MyPillow.com. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. So there's the perfect place I want to end with because I want to talk about the two bonuses. And and you said earlier with Soroka, and I think you put it appropriately. I won't count on it, but I want to be optimistic that at some point this season, because it's not an arm or a shoulder, Mike will make his way back, and what a bonus that would be somewhere middle of the season. I think the same about Kirby Yates, and I like the way they structured the two-year deal to basically say we're not counting on much in year one, but if you do get back around the trade deadline – I mean, as you said, Kirby was one of the better relievers in all of baseball a couple of years ago before the arm injuries. Uh, that could be an unbelievable bonus down the stretch. It certainly could be, and it's a, I would say it was a calculated risk that they took by signing him and structuring that deal that way, as you mentioned. And it was a little bit of a longer-term play because you're kind of expecting there to be a wait there. And this is a strategy that, to a lesser extent, worked out pretty well with Eddie Rosario because you kind of had to make that move at the trade deadline 
because he couldn't do waiver trades afterwards, and that was what Alex Anthopoulos was thinking, a little bit of chess when a lot of folks just kind of look at his board and they're like, it's checkers. Just move them ahead. Just start making jumps and win this game, however is possible. But there's a longer-term dynamic when it comes to building and, and putting together this group. But I do think Kirby Yates could be an impact player, but I'd still love to get another arm that's ready from day one. And there is no one in baseball I want it worse for than Mike Soroka to be able to come back and reestablish himself. You know, he's still incredibly young. I think we saw in spring training when he was pumping 96, 97 miles an hour. He's still got the arm. But unfortunately, his leg has really not cooperated with him for two seasons now. And uh, you've met him. You've talked to him. You've interviewed him. I mean, they don't get much nicer. They don't get much more cerebral as a player. This is a guy that would make this club so much better, and I hope that we're seeing him back on a big league mound at some point in 2022. I just hate that you can't look at it and say we're expecting 2025 starts from him because I just don't feel like that's realistic. Grant, final thing as we uh, project, and there's still a lot of roster movement that can happen for the Braves or other teams. The Braves will be picked to win the East. Um, but the Mets are going to get a lot of love. They do every year. This is one of those I sort of, you know, snicker under my breath until I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Because I joke, the Mets break everything they touch. But they have added again. The rotation could be, if a lot of things work out well with health, kind of scary. Is that the team that the Braves would have to fend off the most? I think that's the one because the Nationals are clearly kind of cycling back. The Marlins, to me, I I don't know. They're hard to, to project, really, because maybe this is a year where some of their young talent step forward. They've got some good arms in their rotation. They've got some talented players around the diamond. I just don't feel like they've finished rebuilding things down there in Miami. And, you know, the Phillies have done what the Mets are doing, and that's continue to throw money at winning in hopes of cracking the code. And, you know, they're going to stick around and I think be tough, but the Mets are the club that with a brand-new billionaire owner who's, you know, fresh on the job here, really wanted to make an impact and send a serious message, and that's exactly what he's done. But as we've seen, and as you said, the Mets seem to have a proclivity for not quite being able to live up to their own expectations, so I doubt that they're down in Port St. Lucie this year practicing their World Series celebration <laughs> when spring training opens. I think they're going to be a little bit more wait-and-see with that but when you add a Max Scherzer and many of the other talented players and I, it's, I think Francisco Lindor is way better than we, what we saw in 2021 they've got the talent can they put it all together they're going to have to find the answer to that question you guys can uh, hear more of those questions answered from Grant McCauley who always does such a great job again you can hear him at From the Diamond uh, along with the uh, good folks at Talking Chop and Battery Power ATL you can also see him on 11 Alive the NBC affiliate in Atlanta doing some uh, contributions there as well Grant it's always great to pick your brain talking baseball i'm with you that i hope we're uh, getting ready for a spring training and a, uh, a season on time we'll cross our fingers and toes grant thank you grant, thank you absolutely let's do it again soon guys thanks again for joining us we appreciate it very much thanks to brian murphy for producing the podcast and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination we'll talk to you next week on welcome to madland welcome to atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day big beats hit streets see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till eight in the morning welcome to atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day big beats hit streets see gangsters roaming uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. 
or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 